So, are you blessed? Amen. Are you excited to be here? Amen. Amen. Once more, I'm so excited also to be here. After two months of not being here, finally I'm back to minister, so I praise the Lord for that. And just before we start, um, we will be talking right now a topic regarding love. Amen. Have you been in love? Are you in love? Have you fallen in love? And fallen out of it? Amen. We'll just be talking about love because I believe that one of the greatest feelings that you can ever experience is to be in love. No one here can say that he has like, fallen in love ever since in his whole life. Once upon a time you've been there, if you're not right now. Amen? So, we have some definition of love, and there was a survey of elementary students and what they thought about love is. So, do you want to learn? Do you want to know how they define love? Glenn, age 7, said, if falling in love is anything like learning how to spell, I don't want to do it. It takes too long. <laughs> Regina, age 10, says, I'm not crushing into love. I'm finding fourth grade hard enough. <laughs> Andrews, age 10, says, Most men are brainless, so you might have to try more than once to find a live one. Dave, age 8, says, Love will find you even if you're trying to hide from it. I've been trying to hide from it since I was five, but the girls keep finding me. <laughs> Manuel, age 8, I think you're supposed to get shot with an arrow or something, but the rest of it isn't supposed to be painful. So this was how thought they love us, but we're not elementary students anymore. You've seen the reality of love. You've seen the face of love. Some recent studies tell us that when a person is in love, their brain lights up. Literally. It lights up. When you're in love, your eyes light up, your face lights up, and apparently, so do four tiny bits in your brain. According to Andreas Bartels, a research fellow at University College in London, it is the common denominator of romantic love. So when you see someone in love, it's just so bright. Amen? It wouldn't take a genius to know what's going on. Because when someone is in love, it's as if he's walking on cloud nine every single day. Yeah? It's like walking on sunshine, feeling so light. When you wake up each day, you just feel so good. Amen? When test subjects were shown photographs of their sweethearts, certain areas of their brain just lit up, which means a higher flow of blood going to that part of the brain. This is what you call the love spots. And in addition, looking at these pictures of their sweethearts also reduced activity in three larger areas that are active when people are upset or depressed. When you are in love, you don't have time to be upset. Amen. Even when people have offended you, but you're in love, you're in the best mode. You cannot just be angry. If before people in the metro annoys you, when you're in love, it's like birds are just singing everywhere. Amen. Because being in love is such a great feeling. But the thing is, 
Falling in love is easy, but staying in love is another story. Amen. Because really, when you fall in love, it's one of the easiest things to do. Who are the married couples here? May you raise your hands, please. Look at them and ask them, how do you sustain love? Amen. Because truth be told, in the first few months of being married, it's walking on sunshine. Amen. You'd wake up with hearts and hands in morning. Two years will pass, but the elite runs off. When the heart heart is no longer there, then you ask yourself, how do I remain in love? Because it's not about falling in love, it's about remaining in love. Amen? Let me just say this in Tagalog, kasi kung kibig lang pala hinahanap mo, umihi ka, kikiligin ka. You don't fall in love just to feel that you feel it. You fall in love because it's a commitment to be in love. Amen? Through time, love should deepen. It's not always excitement, but there should be a certain sense of depth in love. For example, if a mother does not pamper his son as much as when he is a baby, don't think that she's not in love with the son anymore. The love just went deep. Amen? If the father is not as much as expressive to the daughter as she was young, it does not mean that that father fell out of love of the daughter. It just meant it went deep. Try touching the daughter. You will see how much the father loves the daughter. Amen? Just try. Amen? But isn't it sad when one day you would wake up and the affection and the object of your love just begins to ask, are you still in love with me? Because she's so cold. Amen. There are just things that are not good when cold. Try eating a very cold bulalo, I will tell you, it's not good. It's still the same bulalo, but the warmth is not there anymore. It changes it. It will not make you be it, will, it is not going to be as appetizing as it is, amen? But tell you this. It's just an example. If a man loses his love for his wife, he didn't just wake up one day in a snap and not in love with you anymore. It takes little steps that you don't notice, but you're walking out of love already. It's not happening in a snap. It's small decisions that you take that makes you go out of that love. Amen. Because it is not usually giant leaps that lead you, it's the small steps. It is in the same way to our love for God. Do you remember the first time that you were in love with the Lord? You would worship, would cry, you don't even care. I would go to my Bible studies even when I don't have fear. I will go to my prayer meetings with food or without because I'm in love. Again, falling in love with God is the easy part. 
staying in love with God. That's a different story. Amen? It says here, it is not usually giant leaps that lead to our fall into sin. It is usually the little steps, the little compromises that lead to our downfall. That's why God is sending us a warning. We are entitling our message today as... That's just intro, amen? Amen, can you just... Amen. Returning to our first love. God just wants us to check and assess. Are you still in love with me? Is the love still there? Therefore, there should be a call for us to return to our first love. Because there are things that you don't say that you would feel. A person will not tell you, I'm not in love with you anymore. Before that person tells you that, you already feel that. Amen? You don't need to tell God, I'm not in love with you anymore. But it would show. Amen? That's why there's a warning in the book of Revelations that we have just read. We shall just be reading it very quickly. It says, To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things says who holds the seven stars in the right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands, I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You have left your first love. Remember therefore from where you have fallen. Repent and do the first works or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstands from its place unless you repent. So to whom is this letter addressed to? In the church of? Ephesus. So what are the good things about Ephesus? Let's just see how Ephesus looked like at that time. Ephesus was the greatest harbor in Asia. It is the market of Asia. They are extremely rich. It also says here, they are the wealthiest and the greatest city in all of Asia. Ephesus was a famous city in the ancient world with famous church. So can you imagine how famous Ephesus was at that time? It's like being in Dubai with the world's tallest building. With the world's only seven star with that. That's the place. Amen. And then even Ephesus and Ephesus, Paul ministered there for three years. That it even said there, therefore watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day with tears. So Paul became so in love with Ephesus that he stayed there for three years. Because if you're not in love, you will not spend time. Amen? That's why don't believe someone who tells you he's in love but he cannot invest time. Amen. Amen. Paul knows that he loves Ephesus, that he stayed there for three years. It was the city where Aquila and Priscilla with Apollos ministered. It is the city where Paul's close associate Timothy became a pastor. It was to Ephesus that Timothy was sent as a bishop. And in that city, God displayed a conquering power of his gospel. So this is how good, how great Ephesus was. But on the other hand, Ephesus was also a world famous as a religious, cultural, and economic center of the region. It had the temple of Diana, who was worshipped as the fertility goddess with immoral sex. The temple of Artemis was also there. 
Ephesus was a stronghold of Satan, and the population of Ephesus was very mixed. So if you could imagine, it's a great city, but the thing is, it's also a place where sin about. Amen? So, God is sending this letter to Ephesus. God first said, God knew their works. God knows your works. God knows what you do. It could be good or it could be bad. I know what you do. You may hide from people, but you can never hide from the Lord. You may mock people. You may deceive people, but never the Lord. God opened up with saying, I know what you do. Jesus looked at his church and he knows what is going on. It is no secret to him. If there's sin in church, he knows. If there is compromise in church, he knows. If there is compromise inside your heart, he knows. And you cannot hide. Therefore, don't hide. And therefore, it would be a good thing for God to know what you do if you know that what you're doing is good. Because God knows your works. Amen? It's even said here that there are many Christians who's kind of working but not really working. Who looks busy but does not accomplish. Who works for the sake of showing others that I work. And even Spurgeon has said here, said here, there are also working Christians who do not approach to laboring. This is so deep that I've read it too many times. It says, yet a lifetime of such works as theirs would not exhaust a butterfly. What's that? There are many Christians who does something, but if you would put everything into one, it would not make a butterfly get tired. Because it's not really anything. Because there's nothing to it. Because it was done out of, not out of wholeheartedness. How painful would it be when you thought you're working but you're not? You would go to the Lord one day, and I would tell God, you know what, Lord? I was in the music ministry. Really? But I did not see you. But I was. You thought you were, but you were not. Because when a man works for Christ, he should work with all his don't be hiding in a ministry just for the sake of hiding in a ministry. Amen. It does not mean that you go out, that you really go out. Ask yourself first, am I doing this with all my might? Amen! Talk real talk here. Amen? Amen. You don't want to be you don't want to be in a church that is a refrigerator. It's okay to have a cold church, but not cold people. Amen. I'd rather be better perspiring than having cold people singing cold songs, praising in a cold people. Amen. Amen. What's the first thing? God knows your works. Tell the person next to you, God knows your works. 
Yung iba, kinabahin yung buttons. Lovers, sunanay, bro. Amen? And then even God said here, God knew their toil. Works and toil. It says here, I know your deeds and your toil. The word, the word translated here as toil or labor is a strong word. It means with perspiration. I know your efforts. I'm not blind to it. I know that you go to your practice. I know that you go to your prayer meetings. I know that you have more than one Bible study. Kalas, I know. You don't have to meet me. You know what, Lord, I'm doing this, this, and this. Because God knows. God knows that others are resting. You are working. God knows. Amen? It says here, God knows your work. I know you haven't been sitting around. I know you are standing up. I know you're doing something. Good job. Because God knows to honor. Who honor? Yes, Jew. He knows your works. He knows your deeds. And He also knows your steadfast endurance. Amen? You are enduring. Tell the person next to you, good job for enduring. It says here, and your patient endurance. Remember this. Ephesus was a place that is so rich. And when a place is rich, most often than not, the temptation there is also very rich. In Dubai, living alone, with money, with access to everything, it's so easy. This is it. Amen? Party all along, freedom. But God is telling you, I know how much you endure. I know how much you say no, even though you would want to say yes already, but you still keep on saying no, 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 no. Amen? Amen. God knows that kahit ikim, hindi mo kinawa, kahit gusto mo naman. Because God knows that you are enduring patiently. Amen? I know you're difficult labor, though you may be surrounded with many temptations. Good job, you still stand strong. Amen. I know your works. I know what you do. I know your deeds. I know your patient endurance. And God also knows their doctrinal integrity. I know that you go to your Bible studies, you take down notes. Sometimes. I know that you listen sometimes and take pictures, but don't really read them at all. <laughs> I know your doctrinal integrity. I know how much you study the Word. It says here, this is what the Ephesians said, and have tested and critically appraised those who call themselves apostles. They just don't believe automatically. Because this is the thing. Anyone can preach a good message. Amen. But not those good messages would come from the door, not all. Mm -hmm. It does not mean it sounds good. It's good. You have to test the spirit. Amen. It says you're special messengers. Personally chosen representatives of Christ. And in fact, are not. And have found them to be liars and imposters. They are too discerning. Hindi sila madadala ng ganyan-ganyan lang. It's not because the preacher made you cry. It's from the Lord. Test the spirit. If you are preaching, don't, don't desire to be a famous preacher who preaches the goody-goody message. 
preach something that would sometimes make the people quiet because they became demon after Your goal is not to be famous. Your goal is to preach the word of the Lord in its entirety. Whether people get offended or not. Amen. So it says here that the efficient the people in Ephesus knows this. They would let's test first. Don't just believe. Automatically. Test first. They know all that. God knows their works, their toil, their endurance, their doctrine of integrity. But the thing is, but so good. But I have this charge against you. You have left your first love. So in in, in um, AMP version says here, Amplified version, you have lost the depth of love that you first had for me. The love that you have for me? You left your first love. God was saying so good. I know your integrity. I know you're this, but you left your first love. This goes to show works will never replace love. You may serve all you want without love. It's not. You may be in too many ministries, attending too many things, not having any absences on a Friday. But if it's not done in love, it's nothing. Amen. Works will never replace love. Amen. Amen. Nevertheless, means that all the good and efficient church did not cancel out the bad. It's not about works. It's not about, I will do something wrong today, Lord, and then tomorrow I will just start to serve full time, double time, just to cover up for my sins. It's not gonna work that way. Wala po kasalanan na Amen? I'll be in media at the same time in ushering, at the same time in tumbling, at the same time in music, at the same time I will cook in the pastoral. I will go. It's not a winning scale. Do something bad today, today, and then match it up with doing something better. Kalas, Lord, you cannot buy your salvation. Only God can do that. It says here, you have replaced your love. It says here, you have, this is a very good thing here. You have left your first love. It did not say you have lost. Let's be very vigilant in every word that is written in the Bible. It says you have left. You did not lose it. You left it. Why? What's the difference between leaving and losing Something can be lost quite by an accident, but living is a deliberate action. Losing something, you don't intend to do it. I just lost it. Nobody here intentionally lost his phone. If you intentionally did that, you left your phone. You did not lose your phone. God is telling us here, you did not just one day wake up not in love with me anymore. You chose. Amen not to be in love with me anymore because you have left your first love. It says here, we lose something, we don't know where to find it. 
But when we leave something, you know where to find it. Because you just left it. God exactly knows where you're going to go back. It's not like, Lord, how do I go back? Of course you know. Because you did not lose it. You left it. Amen? Amen. It says here, though they had left their first love, everything looked great in the outside. People can pretend to be in love. But you would know. People in the, in the church in Ephesus, if you would visit Ephesus, when you go to their church, awesome, so anointed worship team, wow, awesome ushering, wow, awesome preaching, lights, perfect. But there's something quite not right. Because you may still look good, but not enough. And church may still exist, may still do the same things, but not really. And laugh. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You could still have all the ministries intact. But if it's not done in love, it's not the church. Amen. And, and amen. amen. When you get in, especially those who are deep, they would know. It cannot be in it. Amen. You may be as extravagant as you are, but you cannot hide it, like a dead rat. You may not see it, but you know it's there. Amen. You may not see it, but you know it's there. You cannot just cover up a church looking so great, but has no love. Because when somebody gets in, it looks good, but it doesn't connect. Amen. Amen. But there are some, it's the simplest of the simplest things. But even in the first guitar prompts you pray. Because it's done in love. Amen. It's not performance, it's love. Amen. Amen. It says here, a church has no reason for being a church when she has no love within her heart. Or when that love grows cold. Lose love, lose all. Let's go back to that love. Lord reigns in all nations mercy. Return to your first love. Return to what's really there. That first day that you fell in love. Because you know what? Many people did not misplace Jesus. They replaced Jesus. You didn't misplace him. You replaced him. So what did they lose? They, lo they lost the love to people and love to God. They, they, they efficient, the, Ephesus, the Ephesus church was a working church, but sometimes when the church is too focused on the works, it forgets the love. Because they're just too focused, okay? Let's do this and this and this and this, and there's no sense of love anymore. I just want the program to be done, but no love. I'm too much concerned with the standards, with the legalizations, with all this, but love is not there anymore. That no matter how good the church may look like, but people who can come, who comes, does not feel love anymore, they will not come back. Amen. Amen. That even the church was so doctrinally, doctrinally pure, 
But rather than blessing, they hurt. Know how to say something out of love. Don't just use the word of the Lord to rebuke someone who you hate. Don't hide in the word of the Lord because the word of the Lord may penetrate but it will change. But if the effect of the word that you have given broke the person rather than built the person, it's not from God. Amen. Amen. I am so concerned about being politically correct but you lost the person. It's about winning the person, not the debate. It's about winning the person, not the conversation, which applies to married couples. It's not about who won. They're a fight. It's about, do you still have the love at the end of the day? Amen? Amen. Amen. This is one of the most quiet preachers. <laughs> Are you still okay? First love. There is a definite, sure difference in their relationship with Jesus. Things aren't as they used to be. Even when you're in love with someone, there will come a time that things aren't just what they used to be. But the study shows the honeymoon phase will last the longest for two years. Amen? Amen, married couples? Amen. Amen. The first year will be, we're walking on sunshine. I love you so much. Wow, awesome. I'm waking up next to the most beautiful woman in the world. Two years will pass. Married couples know what I'm talking about, yeah? Single people? Once upon a time, I thought like the way he thought. <laughs> Amen. So, Pastor, should I be excited every time? No. But your excitement should turn into death. Your excitement shouldn't turn into boring relationship. It should turn into deeper relationship. You know what? I was excitedly in love with my wife for the first few years. Now I'm deeply in love with my wife. <laughs> this but now it's all about how do we become better parents how do we show to our child how to become a better person it's all about supporting each other while she does the chores and take care of the baby that's deeply in love with a person amen so ladies don't expect also that things would be the same every time <laughs> but that is not also an excuse for husbands not to pursue. Because dating never stops. Amen? Pursuing the person never stops. Amen? There may not be the thrill there, but there's certain level of depth and respect. It does not mean that you saw that person not in his best, you will disrespect that person. Your husband should always be respected because whether you like it or you like it, 
Baba's voice will always be the head and not the wife. If the wife starts to become to be to begin to become the head, they change how God designs it to be. And every time you change what God designs, it's gonna ruin it. Amen, wives. Amen. My wife will say amen for sure, but she's Amen. But before, this is too biased. I'm just telling what's the word in the Lord. Amen. That as wives, you should support your husband so that your husband will have that sense of, yeah, my wife supports me. I should be a better husband. But how can your husband be better? Amen. And you know what? I really praise God for the life of my wife because she always put me in that position to be the head. And husbands, it's also your responsibility to love your wife. Not a room anymore when it's your fault. <laughs> you would expect your wife to be so glamorous and all of you don't give her the chance to Amen. Let's go back to the context. Returning name to your first half. Remember this. If you remember the first day, I hope you don't forget when you were saved. I hope you don't forget the date when you were saved. I'm just looking at the moon and saying, wow, how good God's creation is. Going to the church, you're so excited. It's just Wednesday, but you would think it's Friday already the day after. Your clothes are all ready for Friday. Two years passed. Service is at 12. I wake up at 11.30. For 30 minutes, I think what to wear. Go to church at 12.15, leave at 2 o'clock. I'm still in love with you, God. Amen. The first time that you fell in love with God when you raised your hand, whew, you may sing out of tune, but you don't care. But right now, just and there's a difference between a new Christian and an old Christian. You would know. The new Christian will sing so loud, the old Christian. <laughs> the new Christian will be too focused on praising. The old Christian will be too focused on praising. <laughs> Lord, I worship you. Let your presence come down, Lord. But that's not an excuse not for us to be excellent. Amen. We want to be excellent because God is a God. Amen. 
means either to replace it with another or to go through the motions without the right love or motivation behind it. You can still be married but not in love. But you're still married though. No? Your wife still wakes up every single day cooking for breakfast. Your husband would still work, remit the money to you. But there's no love anymore. Amen. Because you would know the love factor. So the thing is, why do we do the things that we do? Did you ask yourself that? Why do I come here every Friday? Why do I come to my prayer meeting every Sunday? To my Bible studies, to my trainings, to my world ministry? It could just be a habit. It does not mean that it's a habit that's out of love. It just became a habit. In Tagalog, nakasanayan mo lang. Why you go to service? Because that's what I've gotten used to. Like Friday may not seem to be complete if I don't have my attendance checked in church. Have it. Going to my Bible studies because there's dinner after, it's safe. Have it. Going to my practices because it's just a habit rather than being bored at home. Or it could be tradition. That's how you grown up. Many people say, you know what, I grew up in church. Yeah, grew up in church, but if you don't have love in the church where you've grown up in, it's nothing. Or it could also be one of the hardest reasons why you're doing what you're doing out of obligation. Obligation. People will go to their prayer meetings in group like this. Obligation. But if you're doing that something out of love, you wouldn't think about it. Amen. Because when you're in love, you know what? You don't really count the effort. Yes. I'm in love with my wife. You know what? Before we got married, she lives five hours away from my house. But I would go to spend dinner with her and come back home after. The travel time is more than the time I spend, but I do it lovingly. Amen. Sana oil. Amen. But don't come to a point where loving your wife seems to be just an obligation. It's just your obligation to celebrate your anniversary. This is just obligation because there is nothing sadder than a marriage made up of people who serve one another, who go through the motions of married life out of habit tradition or obligation. Nothing sadder except people who serve God, who serve others with those motivations. Amen. So how should we do things? Here we are in our action plan. Are you ready to do it? Amen. 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 
we should do things out of love. Because in the, in the book of 1 Corinthians, it says here, if you don't do it out of love, you just be too noisy. Amen? So, what do we do first? First, can you read? Remember. So remember the heights from which you have fallen. When the prodigal son realized, how did the prodigal son realize? Because he remembered how life, how the kind of life he has when he was in his father's house. That's why even he says here, do not put it. The prodigal son thought that in my father's house I can eat. In my father's house, there's there are servants they can eat. Then what's happening about me? So remember your first love. Amen? It says here, you need to come to church and remember. You need to remember when you prayed and God answered. And you need to remember when you wondered whether you'd have a job next week or not, and then God answered your prayer. Remember that time. Remember when your children were sick, you prayed and they got healed. Just remember those times. Amen? Didn't they give you a job when you were out of work? Didn't they ensure that your husband will have a job? Didn't they give you a fine car so that you won't walk? Didn't he give you a warm house to live in? Didn't they give you enough to eat? Just remember. Amen. Remember how it's like the first time I surrendered myself to God. Remember that feeling. Remember those things that you can do for the Lord. Amen? Works in relationship as well. Stop thinking about all those things that went wrong. Start to think about those good things that happened that made the present possible. Remember, because in church, there's going to be no perfect church. One day you would clash with someone. One day someone would disappoint you. But always remember the good times. And that's what will make you stay. Amen? It says here, the next thing that you have to do, what's the first thing? Thank you. Next? Believe it or not, when you're told to repent, that's one of the last things that you want to hear. When you hear some, when you hear, when you, when you tell someone, hey, repent, the initial reaction will become offended. Nobody here wanted to be told to repent. Remember, okay, Lord, I'll remember that. God begins to say, repent. What, how do we repent? It says here, and repent. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking, your sinful behavior, and seek God's will. It is essential to note that one may feel sorry for an action without forsaking the action. One may feel guilty of doing something, but will not leave that something. Amen? A drunkard may feel repentant when he's drunk. Up until the craving starts to creep in again. When you do something wrong, the first you look everything is so sorry, you think you're gonna hold it in and then the craving went in again. Amen. Repent. Repent that you went out of that love. Repent that you left that first love. Amen. 
It says here, as the, the next thing that you have to do is to redo. Remember, repent, and redo. What do we do again? It says here, the sorrow of repentance is not meant to drive us to despair. It's meant to drive us to action. When you have repented, you should redo. Because God says here, and do the works you did at first. When you first knew me. The first time you knew me, you don't have absent in your Bible studies, then why now you're absent? A regular half a journey. Do the works you did at first. You were writing devotionals, right? And right now you don't even write. Not even read. Amen. It says here, even in married couples, just do what you used to do at first. Amen? Because for married couples, if in the first few years, the wife would cook, um, binaguongang baboy. After three years, binaboy na baguong. In the first few years, did you eat? Let's eat together. After how many years? Do I have your hands? You have to wait for me before you eat. Eat! In the first few years, not even the otot can pass by. After how many years, you don't even hold each other's hands? It feels so awkward. Do what you did at first. In the first few years, we say, I love you, I love you. And then right now, tumanda lang kayo, ayaw nyo nang mag-I love you, nasusuka kayo pag ina-I love you. <laughs> love is not just for young people, love is for everyone. Amen? Grabe, <laughs> nag-effort si Mr. Nag-polo, kahit hindi naman usually nag-polo. Nag-lak-lak-lak, tapos sinabi na, sana binili mo lang yun ang bigas. <laughs> Amen? What are the first words? Remember how you used to spend time in the Word. Remember how you used to pray. Do that again. Remember the joy in getting together with other Christians. Remember the joy of stepping inside the church. Because before you were too excited to get in, right now you're too excited to get out. Amen? You're too excited to be in fellowship with people, right now you're too excited to get out of them. Amen? Do what you used to do. Do the basics. Amen? Because it's not hard. Just begin to pray again. Because sometimes we... I, I should have a seminar. I should go to retreat, have seminar, have training, have this and this. You may do all those things, but if you don't do the basic things, then you will not get to it. Amen? Many people would go to marriage seminars. Let's fix our marriage. Let's go to seminars. No, just go back to doing what you used to do. Amen? Amen. Because it's simple. It's the basic things that you need to do. Amen? Amen. It says here, there are also people before who are so excited to get out of bed just to come to church. And right now, there are too many people who are too excited to go to church so that they can sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they would wear shades of You thought because the future is bright? No, because their eyes are closed. <laughs> Amen. 
get excited. Do it once more. Amen? Remember why you became a Christian in the first place. Remember that kind of love. Amen? And lastly, reignite the fire. Have that fire once more. That kind of worship that will just, let's just finish the song, okay? To just be worshiping God. It's not your goal just to finish praying. It's your goal that when you finish praying, something changed. Because of that fire inside you. Amen? It says here, reignite the fire. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Command Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the law of the burnt offering. The burnt offering shall be on the heart upon the altar all night until morning, and the fire of the altar shall be kept burning on it. You should keep on burning. Because a church out of fire will not win people to the Lord. Amen? Don't expect people to come to church if in the first place you don't want to be in church. Amen? Because you lost your first love. Because you left your first love. There was this story that there was an atheist in one town. He didn't believe in God because he's an atheist. Too many times the pastor was inviting him to come to church. He didn't. Until one day, the church caught fire. It was literally burning. And when the pastor came to the church, outside the church, the first person that he saw was the atheist coming to church. And he asked, of all the times, why did you come here? This is what he said. Because this is the first time I'm seeing a church on fire. <laughs> because this is the first time I'm seeing a church on fire. Amen. Amen. You have too many empty seats today. You know why? Just a review. Your headcount is half as your usual headcount. Maybe because we need to go back to our first time. Maybe because we need to remember how it feels like. That the moment a person comes here, you welcome him not out of obligation, but out of love. Amen. That you worship here not out of obligation, but out of love. Amen. That you worship on your seats, it's not out of obligation. It's out of love. Because you don't need to invite people when you yourself is on fire. Amen. Because people will see that you're on fire and would want to capture that same fire. Amen. Allow your fire to be the invitation to others to come to them. But you cannot do that if you're so cold. Amen. If you're just dragging yourself to church. Amen. Yung kinakabusok mo nilang sarili mo. Kasi madala ako. When you just convince yourself to go to prepare your meetings and to Bible studies, rather than being willfully going there, go back to your first love. Because God says, I know all the things that you do, but I have this against you. You left your first love. And I will take away the lampstand unless you repent. Reignite that fire. Amen? Be an active member of the church. Be on fire. Don't just be another face in church. Amen? 
be with those who are on fire so that you would be on fire. Amen. Because if you would be on people who are cold, you would also be cold. Amen. Do not ever isolate. Because if you're a cold, if you take one coal away, the coal will die down. He has to go where the fire is. Do you want to be on fire? Amen. We will be doing consolidation groups so that you will not just be another face. Because the thing is, we only know those who are in ministry, those who are in Bible studies, but we want to know everyone. We want to connect to everyone because this is how a church is supposed to be. Can all the Bible study leaders please stand up? Can all the Bible study leaders? If you're handling a BS in your house, can you please stand up? Stand up. You have one, two, three. So just stand up. Stand up. Okay. If you're handling a Bible study in your house, okay. To all those who are seated, if you don't have a Bible study yet, can you approach one of them where you are the nearest? We have in the back of Meteor Hospital for Bur Dubai. We also have for Bur Dubai. We have for Barsha. We have for Diapa. We have for um, uh, Fahidi. We have for Jaflia. We have for Mangul. We have for. Um, we have recently opened Satwa. If you really want to be on fire, if you really want to go back to your first love, this is. I don't want to preach just to preach. Let's have an action plan here, church. Amen. Amen. If you want to be on fire, sign up. Sign up. And if your place is not near, can you inform our admin, Pastor Elalen and Brother Roy? Your place has no Bible study yet. And I want to be a part of it because I want to be on fire. I don't want to I want I don't want to wait for the Lord to come and remove the lampstand from my place. Amen. Amen. Can you commit that? Amen. Can you commit that? Amen. Before you go home, sign up so that these people would follow up on you so that you would be always on fire. Amen. Amen. So let's give them a round of applause. So I expect people will wait until the benediction happens because you will still have to have your name signed up for those Bible study leaders. This is for everyone. Whether you're new or you're old, we need to be on fire. Amen. And we need to return to our first love. And as we close, let's watch this video. If I may ask for apology, this will be in Tagalog. This best describes the heart of the Lord for you to come back to your first love. That's all. Watch. Remember your fire. Remember your drive to just do anything and everything for the Lord. You can recommit yourself to God and tell God, Lord, use me once more just like how it used to be. Amen? Do you want to go back to your first love? Amen. Do you want to be in love with the Lord once more in a deeper sense? This is what we will do. We'll play that video once more so that He doesn't have to play anything. Because this will be an open call for everyone. If you're here and you feel like you're just going through the motion, if you feel like I'm just doing this out of obligation, habit, tradition, God, or if at one point in your life you can say, I've grown old. Lord, I want to go back to that first love. 
as the video is playing, allow the Lord to speak to you. And if you're convicted, to come here in front to just once again commit yourself to God and tell God, Lord, I don't want to waste this time. I don't want to waste this opportunity, Lord God, that I will go back to my first love. Then you can come here. Amen? Let's play the video once more and let's just be in the attitude of prayer. Just begin to be in the attitude of prayer right now so you begin to close your eyes while you're seated. Just allow the Lord to remind you. Just allow the Lord to remind you you know what? When Adam sinned against the Lord, you know what the Lord first asked him? Adam, Adam, where are you? Nasaan ka? Come back. Come back. Come back to your first love. Even so right now, just allow the Lord to minister to you in a very gentle and a powerful way. If you want to remember, if you want to return to your first love, now will be the perfect time to just come here in the altar of the Lord. And just be, be just on, just be honest to God and just tell God the Lord. That love has run out, God. That love has grown cold, God. But I want to have that, that, that love once more, Lord. You can just come here. You can just come here. This will be a time of recommitment to God. This will be a time of going back and telling God that, Lord, gamitin mo po gaya ng dati. Gamitin mo po gaya ng dati, O oh Lord, in Jesus' name. You can just begin to talk to God. You can just begin to talk to God and begin to remember God's goodness upon your life. And as you remember, may that remembrance push you to repentance that you would repent that you have gone out of that love. The Lord, there were times when the love just runs out, Lord. But you're now again I'm ready to go back to you, Lord God, to redo the things that I also have always done before, Lord God, when I first knew you, Lord. And may you reignite that fire in our hearts in Jesus' name. And may I request all the leaders and all the pastors, elders, to approach the altar so we can pray forth for fire. We can pray forth for these people here as so they recommit themselves once more to God.